If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. your daily dose of Donna. Welcome to the show. Today is Thursday, May 25th, and it feels like Friday because my kids don't have school tomorrow. It is a Jewish holiday called Shavuot. So uh, happy Shavuot for those of you that know anything about it. And my kids are off school tomorrow, and then we don't have school on Monday because it's Memorial Day, which means, by the way, just an FYI, I will not be doing the show on Monday, but maybe I'll do like a weekend special. Um, Thank you for those of you that are new here from yesterday's episode uh, on YouTube, listening on the audio version, and then, of course, on TikTok. I do a daily show, pop culture, um, celeb gossip, reality. TV, all that fun stuff. I'm a former casting director. I used to work in the scripted space and um, discovered a lot of stars and Disney stars, etc. And now I've kind of slowly, I went to uh, helping entrepreneurs, which I still do with their content and their podcasts and their videos. And then I said, hey, life is short. I'm turning 42 this year and I like to have fun and I like to talk about things that I'm passionate about. And what else am I more passionate about? But pop culture and celeb gossip. So I started my show in January and here we are uh, almost five months later and it's killing. It's killing the game. So today we have some really good conversations. I have a whole list of things we're going to talk about. Um, So let me just mention the prime sponsor for Daily Dose of Donna. I am so stoked because just in time for the weekend, I got a new shipment. And see, that's the cool thing about Ilya wines. Ilya wines are packaged or bottled and packaged in Spain. So the bottle, the wine is Spain made wine. But what's cool about it is it ships all over to the U.S., minus just a couple states. So if you're one of those states, I am so sorry. Hopefully that will change. Spoke to the owner, Layla Joy, about this. Um, right now they have three varietals of wine and they are coming out with a non-alcoholic. So in front of me, I have the red. It's the Robla. It's a uh, Monastrel and Tempranillo and Merlot. Okay. It's so yum. It's perfect for like a nighttime dinner. Then we have the rosé. The rosé is obviously rosé all day, baby. This is a weekend wine. Love it. A daytime wine. And this is my fave, the Moscatel Macabeo, which is really um, crisp and like Sauvignon Blanc. And then we haven't tried the beers yet, but look how pretty these bottles are. I'm showing YouTube and here's TikTok. How pretty those bottles are. So go to ilia.com, I-Y-L-I-A.com and use the code DAILY20 to get 20, 20% off of your shipment, which goes directly to your door. I just literally opened my front door and there it was. Wine was waiting for me. It was so fun. Okay. So I'm going to just move it out of the way because I don't want to knock these over. You can still see them. They're here. 
They're little, my, my little side partners. Okay, you guys, we have so much to get into today. Number one, I want to touch on yesterday's episode. It hit a nerve. It touched a nerve, I should say. Bethany. Let's start with the Bethany thing. I got some comments saying, Donna, you're coming off like a bully. Okay. I'm going to say this one time. I've never and will never be the girl that's trying to hurt people's feelings. Okay. I am not trying to bully ever. So if that's what it came across, you maybe just don't know me well enough to know my humor. Um, I was very clear that with Bethany Frankel, like a huge fan, right? Loved Bethany for all the years. But then things started to go a little haywire in the Bethany talk era. And that is what I was talking about. I was talking about this idea that like the new version, Bethany 2.0, is a little bit off the rails. And I also was using Jackie Schimmel's words for a lot of it, right? Like Jackie Schimmel from the Bitch Bible. So a lot of the words that maybe you thought were a little harsh, they weren't even mine if you listen back to the podcast. But I apologize if it offended you. I still say everything in good fun. And now we know that Bethany Frankel has a YouTube that she has just um, announced. And she said that her fiance has been begging her to get on YouTube for forever because YouTube is kind of where creators can really make some cash. And I think it's all about, you know, financial. And so now she has a YouTube show where you get to watch longer form of her doing all the things that you see on TikTok. It does make sense for her. I am sure she will do well. So welcome to YouTube, Bethany. I'm glad you're there. Um, And uh, that's it. Okay. No hard feelings, right? We say it in good fun. I just think it's interesting people that can dish it and can't take it back. Right? Okay. Second thing from yesterday, we talked about Ariana at Raising Cane's doing the drive-thru and a lot of people were like, whoa, 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 whoa. She needs to be making the money. And I never said she didn't, right? I never said she didn't need to be making money. I never said she should like hold off from doing all these things and business, whatever. No, in fact, she should be going all in on making money. I just think she needs to be smart about where and with who and what she, you know, what companies she actually aligns herself with. A lot of you guys enlightened me yesterday about Raising Cane saying that like Snoop Dogg has done it and all these other people that I don't even really know their names. Maybe Harry Styles was one of them. That feels kind of out there. Someone else like Sweetie. I don't know who that is. But I guess a lot of people um, said that, you know, big names do the Raising Cane's drive through And then someone said it was for charity. I didn't see that. I had no idea if it was for charity or not. So I don't know if that was for charity or just for fun or just for money. Either way, I do think she should be making the money. So let's like separate the two, right? I just didn't think Raising Cane's made sense. Okay. Oh my gosh, you guys are so funny. Again, the Candace Cameron, Dorit. Now I get an Olsen twin. I look like an Olsen twin. I like that one. Oversaturation is a thing. Okay, we're going to jump right into a continuation of yesterday's stories with we're, and I'm so glad because Sarah from Jeff Lewis Obsessed just joined. So she's going to help me here because Jeff Lewis, lots of Jeff Lewis fans in my arena, huge amount of Jeff Lewis and Daily Dose of Donna crossover, which makes me so happy because you guys know that I am a chumpette. And I love my chump or my chumps and I love Jeff Lewis. And that is a, a must listen to every single day. Every single day I love listening to Jeff Lewis. Okay. So Jeff Lewis yesterday, I listened to the show finally after I recorded. I had heard breaking news during the show that Jeff and Stu were donezo. And I listened to the show yesterday. Jill Zarin was on the show. I actually love Jill Zarin. I know she's so um 
what's the word? Polarizing, like with the audience, a lot of people think Jill Zarin is super, super annoying. I like her. I really like her. So Jill Zarin was the guest, although she didn't need to be. Like Jill was almost MIA and Allie, her daughter, was essentially not there, right? She did give good advice to Jeff and I'll explain. So what happened was she had um, – she had – Jeff had mentioned in the show that his on-again, off-again for 15-month boyfriend, Chef Stu, who happens to also be in the Bravo atmosphere because he co-wrote the cookbook with Amy Phillips, the Real Housewives cookbook, along with other books. And he has seasonings, et cetera. So uh, Chef Stu had spoken about um, – Chef Stu has, has had this ex, this guy Thomas, right? He was with him before he met Jeff. And this Thomas guy kept kind of coming up at the beginning of the relationship. Jeff kept seeing him um, show up in his phone. He found out that they were talking and Chef was li- Chef Stu was lying about it. He found out that they stayed in Palm Springs together and Chef Stu omitted that. So Thomas was obviously like a sore subject. And those of us that are in relationships, you know, sometimes when you have an ex, like your boyfriend's ex or your husband's ex or your girlfriend, whatever, the ex, that is a trigger. It's like, I don't want you to talk to, I don't care about all the exes before or anyone else, but that specific one feels shady. And I think that the reason why this Thomas guy was shady to Jeff Lewis is because Stu had lied about it over and over and over. And when you're lying about something, it's it's going to be something that you're going to question, right? When you're lying about it, to your, to your boyfriend, of course he's going to question it. So then um, they had had some awkward run-ins and weird things that have happened. And the, the last of it, when it came to Thomas, was Jeff said, you may not connect with Thomas anymore. You cannot have a relationship with Thomas as a friend. I can't be with you if you do. Now, this is relating to Vanderpump Rules a little bit because Katie Maloney had had a similar conversation with um, her ex Schwartz, which was if you are dating around, that's fine. You can sleep around, you can date around, you can do whatever the F you want. It just cannot be with anyone in our friend circle. So these are boundaries that we set and Jeff had set that boundary. Now we also know that Jeff likes to go on again, off again with Stu. Apparently during what was a pause, even though the audience didn't really know at the time that Stu had had lunch and drinks, daytime, lunch and drinks with Thomas while Jeff was in New York City. And Jeff has eyes everywhere. He had a chump out there that took a picture and sent it to Jeff and Jeff got it and Jeff was pissed. Jeff called him out on the show. He showed the pictures on the show. He blocked Chef Stu. He's like completely done with him and he just went off on him yesterday. Okay. So yesterday's show was like the takedown chefs do. He mentioned the fact that he has skeletons in his closet and Jeff is not scared to share it. He talked about the idea that he was going to, um, you know, he, that he had an alcohol problem, that he was a liar, that he didn't, he was a leech, that he had this, he had that. I mean, he really took down chefs do big time, which by the way, if you're going to date Jeff Lewis, you got to know going to be part of the show. Now, Jeff got a, had, had a lot of callers that called in that said like, you are bringing in this drama as well and you have to look at the common denominator. And I think that that was interesting. So Jeff was like, you're right. I do like drama. I do like drama and I do feel like this is, um, oh, he took down Thomas too. 
my hat on TikTok. He uh, he basically said that Thomas was a geriatric mother effer or something like that. But the callers were great, actually. The callers came in and were like, you got to separate yourself from the drama. And, you know, I think Stu really loved you or loves you. He's just not ready. And that's what Jill said. Jill said, you know, I think Stu is loves you very much and also – and also is, you know, uh, self-destructive and will always take himself down. Which, by the way, like, have you guys all been in a relationship with a self-destructive person, whether it's a friend or a guy or whatever, a relationship? Like, it ain't good. There's certain people that are just always down to take themselves. Like, they're always the victim. They always put themselves in bad, precarious situations. Okay. So I didn't listen live this morning because, like I said, I had a client at 9 a.m., when Jeff was on, but I do follow Jeff Lewis obsessed. Shout out Sarah. So Sarah, who um, is literally obsessed with Jeff Lewis, she has like a whole fan page dedicated to him. She talked about, um, she posted on her stories. And so of course I listened to a portion of it. Apparently Stu and Jeff had a conversation last night on the phone. They talked about it. They covered, they, they connected. I don't know the details of that yet. Dolores was a guest, but he had Stu call in live. And apparently Stu was crying and just really apologetic and saying, we were on a pause and, you know, I really love you, whatever, whatever, whatever. I need to listen to it. This is the most dangerous kind of relationship there is. It reminds me a little bit of what Tom Sandoval has said about Raquel, which is, well, he hasn't said it out loud, but Schwartz said it about Sandoval that he it, they're like heroin to each other, right? They're heroin to each other. And what that means is, and I am not someone that has ever partaken in heroin. I've actually never even done the pasta. I don't do drugs like that because I'm too I'm too high strung as you guys know already. Hey everyone, but basically some people have these weird magnetic relationships. They cannot it's like a twin flame situation. I'm not saying Tom Sandoval and Raquel are twin flames, but I do think there is a little bit of that twin flame situation though. If those of you have been in a relationship with a twin flame before, you know that it's like you can't get enough, you can't get enough, you're obsessed with each other, but also you're horrible for each other. You make each other feel bad, you make each other feel, you know, sad, you 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 uh put each other down and it's 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 literally a drug. Like if you think about drugs, right? Drugs for the most part are uppers and then you crash and then you need more of the upper to make you feel good and then you crash. It's like that dopamine up, down, up, down. And I think that that's why a lot of toxic relationships continue to happen. So do I think Jeff is over Stu? Absolutely not. I didn't think he was over it yesterday which with the way he was talking about it. Do I actually think that Jeff will continue with Stu. I don't know how that ended up today, but I don't think they're over. I think they have too much love for each other. And I don't think he would have ever had Stu call into the radio show and, and, um, you know, um, explain himself if there wasn't a love, but like, at what point do the friends get involved? This is another thing. And Ariana said this on a call her daddy episode. Ariana said, I have always been very, very careful with sharing a lot of stuff about Tom through the relationship because this was the guy for my life. Like this was my life partner and I didn't want people that listen to this or that listen to the bad things to like judge him. My mom always used to tell me this too. Maybe this is like a mom thing. My mom always used to say, 
Donna, don't tell your friends every little detail about your relationship with Lance when it doesn't go well because then they will not like your husband and you are still with your husband. Like it's going to be hard for them to have your back. So I, I, I've always kind of had that in the back of my head and I do think that a lot of people have to kind of almost protect their partners and they only share it when they're ready to be like done, done. But that's like those people that are like, everything's great. We're so good. And then they get a divorce, right? Those are those are never good couples. So in this case, Jeff Lewis has shared way too much about Stu for his audience and his friends to support him. How can you support this relationship with knowing everything, right? Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. So welcome in, Molly. So, okay, speaking of, we are going to switch gears from the Jeff Lewis and Stu relationship drama to the Vanderpump reunion. Obviously, if you guys are alive, you either watched it or have seen or watched TikToks or heard podcasts or watched shows that have recapped it. So I'm going to be very careful here of not overdoing it. I'm going to try to just pick out a couple things that have really kind of, um, that really jumped out at me. Number one, did you watch Andy Cohen's stories? Andy and his friend John Hill, who's his co-host in his show, surprised uh, a small little party of uh, Vanderpump Rules fans watching it last night. Like he literally went to dinner with his friend and then they brought some bottles of booze and they knocked on this girl's door and they went into her little apartment in New York City with like six other people and they went in there. I would have passed the F out. That was like my friend who um, – He's a big manager here in, in Hollywood, and he represents um, Molly Shannon and a bunch of other people, and he has relationships with so many people from, you know, the industry. And the night the White Lotus season finale was on, you know, the episode when Jennifer Coolidge falls off the boat, like the cra- like the whole world was watching that. They, he had a party, and the cast surprised him and the party at their house. I mean, I would die. Like when you're watching it and then you see the person. So Andy Cohen just jumped into their party. I didn't see any more than that, but I just thought that was so cute and so fun. Um, how do we think Andy Cohen did yesterday? I think he did a pretty good job. I thought the the one thing that was so distracting about this reunion was the set of the one-on-ones. Did you guys notice? It felt like we were in 1987 in like some random, you know, green room. They need to work on that a little bit. Okay, we have to talk about Raquel. 
Do you know, there was, there was this documentary about Aunt Diane. If those of you guys know about Aunt Diane, it was a horrible, horrible story about this woman who, who ended up driving apparently under the influence and on this ramp and whatever, and, and basically killed her entire car full of her family. Horrible. That a documentary is there's something about Aunt Diane or like we have to talk. I think it's called there's something about Aunt Diane. Okay, there's something about Raquel Rachel. You guys, this is crazy, okay? And I understand that, you know, I'm trying very hard to not, I I always get the comments saying, but she's on the spectrum and she's on this. She is an adult. She has never told us that she's on the spectrum. We are watching with open eyes. We've seen her now for three years, whatever, on this show. We've never heard about any of her personality issues, about any of her spectrum. So I speak from a consumer, from from a viewer that has no information. I'm just speaking from a viewer, okay? If she wants to talk about all her situations, then we can look at it differently. But we don't know anything. This is crazy town, the way that she was watching this reunion. Okay. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see. She was watching the Vanderpump reunion finale. And I mean, the, the reunion, she was watching the reunion the way I was watching the reunion. Like, where was her bottle of wine and popcorn? She was having a party. I have never seen anything like it. There's an extended scene that just came out where someone at, where Andy asked Tom, why didn't you break up with Ariana early on? And then James ends up, this is like the part where James is standing up and he's finally, he comes back onto the set and the producer in, interrupts that question by putting James back in his chair. And all you see is Raquel. It goes to Raquel and she's like, wait, like I kind of wanted to know the answer to that question. Get a fucking clue. You are the most hated women woman in the world right now. Like it's scary, you guys. It's scary how much she was uh, struggling here. Now, someone just did mention um, Mary just mentioned the deleted scene in the finale. So there's a deleted part of a scene in the finale, that horribly awkward Raquel and Tom scene when he comes over to her house and they take a shot and um, he calls her Ariana. Well, right around that moment, he says to her, and this was deleted in the finale. So those of you that didn't see, he says to her, like, look at my driveway. Like I just drove by my house. Like I can't even get into my driveway because there was all these cars. And like I told you, I just drove by, by their house on Monday. Like, there's not a lot of parking. It's a very, very narrow street and it's on a corner of a busy street. So like, it's probably hard to park. He's like, look at all these people blocking my driveway. And you could see it. Like I, at first when he said that and he was annoyed, I thought to myself, like he's annoyed because he's feeling like he doesn't have a place to go home to because everyone's there. And like, if they all hate him, like that would make a little bit more sense. And he shows Raquel and she's like, I mean, it's good. I'm glad they're there to support Ariana. And he says, but like, I was never allowed to have birthday parties. Like I I would have to like fight with her to have parties at our house. Get a clue. Instead of being like, I am so grateful that people are there for her and I feel like a big piece of shit. He's like, why not? Why can't I have a party? Well, you did have a party. And in that party, in that jacuzzi, 
you had sex with someone else. So apparently, yes, they always had people over. We've seen so many episodes with people at their house. According to Ariana, the neighbors were even getting annoyed all the time. We know they had parties. He's psychotic, you guys. He's literally lost his marbles. And in the episode, we saw it multiple times. The conversation with him and James. Now, Elise Myers, shout out Elise Myers on TikTok, who you know I love. She is a huge fan. She's one of us, okay? Elise is one of us. And she posted on her TikTok, she spoke it so well today, and this was so hard to watch. James seriously has a love for the Sandoval, for the Sandovals, for the Toms. He's always had some sort of adoration, some sort of need or desire to be included. He's dying to be included. And you can see this last season was really hard for him, not solely because, you know, he had just gone through this this breakup or whatever, but because he felt like Raquel was replacing him with the Toms. Didn't you guys remember that throughout the entire season? There was a lot of like, why is Raquel getting invited and not me? And, you know, freaking out about that. So obviously this is like a little bit of a sore spot. And then to find out that this entire time your ex-fiance is now sleeping with and in love with or whatever who you really were looking up to and who you considered like one of your boys. And when Tom Sandoval said, we're not that close. We talk like once a month. And James is like, I considered you a brother. And Tom Sandoval said, you are, you may have considered me a brother, but that doesn't mean I did. What a stab. What a horrible, mean stab. And this is the craziest part that doubles down on that. Freaking Lisa Vanderpump. Now, you know, I like LVP. I've always liked LVP. She done effed up last night. You guys, Lisa Vanderpump was on the wrong side of history last night. And remember, this was taped March 23rd. So this was still two weeks, three weeks out. But what the F, you guys? What the F? Now, this is a business decision. She literally owns Tom Tom, which is Tom Sandoval's bar. And Tom Schwartz's name is on the bar. Like she needs to still keep them um, in good graces. But what I found was so shady about her when she first walked onto the set. Did you guys notice that when she first like waddled onto the set and she looks at um, the girls and she goes, you know, I love you no matter what, you know, I'll always love you. And she's talking to Katie, Lala, and Ariana. She said that because she knew what she had to do. She said that because she knew that she had to protect the Toms in this conversation. It was pretty effed, you guys. It was not cool. It was pretty effed, and I didn't like it. Um, In this moment, when James came and said, like, what about me? Why? What about me? And then Lisa was like, whoa, whoa, wait, James. This is about Ariana. And Ariana was like, no, let's talk about James. James has gotten really hurt here too. Why aren't we talking about James? The fact that Ariana was standing up for James in that moment and Lisa Vanderpump was not, not good, you guys, not good. Yes, Tom, Tom, I know, I know it's a business decision, but this is where it gets murky because I think she should have been, she would be better off had she separated the fact. I think she would be better off if she said, I love Ariana and this is horrible what you've done 
And unfortunately, we are still immersed in a business together, but I cannot support you by it for any means. Like with any, like, no, nothing you've, nothing you say here can be accounted for. She always had like a soft spot for Raquel too. She hasn't talked about that in the episode, but she always had a soft spot with Raquel in this, in this season. Do you did you guys notice that? So Lisa Vanderpump and Lala also went to head to head. Let me just tell you something right now. I don't like girls in a, like a sexual way. I think they're gorgeous. I'm like all about girls, but I'm not, you know, I'm not like, uh, I, I'm very straight. Okay. I have crushes on boys. I think girls are stunning. Lala is such a smoke show in my eyes. I think Lala is so hot. Whoa, mama. I was like, maybe I'm going to be like Chriselle from Selling Sunset here and I'm going to find my girl that I'm going to leave my husband for. Sorry, Lance. Love you. Not really. She looked amazing. But more than that, she doesn't give a flying F. And I understand lots of people are really un- angry at Lala. I get it. I get it. A lot of, lots of people think that she was a hypocrite. I get it. It doesn't mean that she is not kicking ass for Ariana and standing up for Sheena and all of that in this moment. In this moment, she was the only one. She and James were basically the only one that kept talking back to Sandoval. And then she had no fear to talk back to to LVP. And to me, that was like balls because LVP is not only like the matriarch of the show, you guys, she's also the executive producer of Vanderpump Rules. You have to remember that. Lala Lala is talking badly to her producer, her boss in that moment. She doesn't work at Sir, but that's her boss in some weird capacity. So interesting. A lot of people are saying, not a lot of people, but I'm doing seeing, seeing someone, I do see someone here that says she needs to put respect in her mouth. I do not think so. She was speaking very respectfully. She said, I defend, you know, I reject what you're saying. Don't tell me that I can't say what I think. I think she was absolutely okay to say it. She was not yelling at LVP. She was not calling her name. She was just saying like, don't tell me that I'm not allowed to believe that Tom Sandoval is the next Randall. Remember, Lala's had a crazy, crazy situation and she's probably PTSDing all over the stage, right? A lot of this probably makes her feel bad. Now, what a moment when she said Randall was the same. He was never home until shit hit the fan. And then I couldn't get him to leave. Where's my mic? Drop. That was exactly the thing that Ariana's going through. She never had Tom home and now she can't get him out. It's crazy. She's so witty. Lala is prime TV and so is James. Listen, James, yes, he he, he went far last night. Yes, he like went crazy. He is so good and quick-witted, and he has been so funny, and he's been great in the confessionals, and he's been great in the interviews, and then he was great on the freaking stage. And LVP should have, I understand that she's in business with Tom, but she also was kind of in business with Ariana, and she's been so part of Ariana's journey. Ariana's cried to her over the years through her mental health. Ariana's gone to her like a mother figure. Ariana's worked with her with something about her. There should be a little bit more allegiance to to Ariana, and LVP was lacking that yesterday. And it didn't, it wasn't a good look for Lisa. It really wasn't. Lisa's job is not to stand up for someone that commits such an insane, like disgusting act. It's not a good look. 
That's my thought. Okay, a couple other things. We find out that at Coachella, Tom Sandoval is the one that actually dropped this rumor of we are in an open relationship in the jacuzzi to Raquel. Yep, he's the one that was setting the scene at Coachella. This is back in April. This is way after they've had like feelings for each other. Here's another thing that I thought was interesting. Tom Sandoval said at the beginning of last year was when Raquel and I started to really like connect. Well, the beginning of last year, Raquel and James were still together. So this is an absolute, definitely, if not physical, it was an emotional affair way before Raquel and James were broken up because Raquel is not strong enough or smart enough to leave James without having another canoe to jump right into, right? She jumped right into the canoe of Sandoval and there was no way, there was absolutely no way where she was going to leave, um, she, there was no way that she was going to leave James without having Sandoval. And we kind of should have known this. We're such idiots that we just walked right past this, right? Okay. Yes, this is a really good point. If Ariana and Raquel are that close, Raquel should have gone to Ariana and been like, I heard you have an open relationship. She didn't because she knew the truth deep down. And she didn't because she wanted to pretend that she was dumb. I had no idea. Tom told me. And that's why I effed him, right? So I thought that was a little interesting. This big reveal of the reunion, I believe, is just the timeline. I don't think it's anything crazy. Also, we did see like a deleted moment where Tom was talking to the showrunner in the one-on-ones where Tom was talking to the showrunner and said like, it's not fair for the other people. This was in September, remember. It's not fair for the other people on the show that they are sharing all of their dirty laundry and yet Ariana and I are keeping our stuff under wraps. That's because the master plan was in action at this point, you guys. The master plan was in action. He he was, uh, you know setting the scene for the breakup for our, with Ariana. He, he was already saying, I want Ariana. And I, like at this point he was in love with Raquel and he was like, I'm going to try to kind of set the scene that Ariana is the bad girl. She doesn't buy the batteries or the toilet paper, you know, sleeps in bed all day, is depressed, et cetera, et cetera. And because of that, um, and I want to make sure that's part of the show, like I want scenes about this. I want to make sure we talk about it in front of the bagel truck. And I want to make sure we talk about it alone when we're sitting in the bar, Tom and I. And 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 it will make sense now that between now and next season, Ariana and I have broken up because the whole audience will have known that we were on the rocks. And it just didn't work. It didn't work out for you, buddy. It didn't work out for you. Nothing Sandoval can say can be trusted. And we saw it yesterday because of the conversation between Schwartz and Tom, which was, when did you know? He said August. And and Sandoval immediately was like, uh, uh, August? I told you in January. He told, he told Andy that he told him in January. So he had just lied to Andy like within an hour before this moment. Now let's talk about Raquel pretending like she's Diane Sawyer. Raquel pretending she's goddamn Diane Diane Sawyer in that one-on-one with Andy. Hi, Andy. I wish I brought my blazer. Raquel is like, and I don't even have my glasses here. I have so I I, I really should start bringing more props. But Raquel is like, I would like to discuss my affair with you, Andy, with her with her you know shoulder pads like this. Meanwhile, Tom is like. <laughs> I just want to say to everyone, thank you so much. 
I got my cowboy hat, exactly. I just want to say, everyone, thank you so much for supporting Ariana. (laughs) And just like James called him out, the mustache probably is fake too. The toupee is fake. I mean, he he is such a lost cause, that guy. And the second that James is like, James and Ariana, and Ariana did not hold back. Shut up, you sad sack of liar. Like, she... Someone come and get Donna. She wild and, and I live for it. I'm having fun with this. I really wish I had more props. Um, and so uh, anyway, the point is they they basically called him out on his crying bullshit. You know, what I think Sandoval, the best approach for Sandoval in yesterday's episode, I don't know if he wears a toupee. Allegedly. No, I don't think it's a toupee. The best thing that, that he could have done in yesterday's episode and for the entire reunion, honestly, was this. This is what he should have done in the entire reunion. I'm right. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. I'm sorry. You're right. I'm sorry. That's it. That should have been the end. Of, he should have like essentially played the fifth degree. Like, like you, you remember Trump at that hearing. It should have been like, I plead the fifth. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Throw back to Jill Zarin. I'm sorry. Okay. That's it. The fact that he even had a conversation to fight back, the fact that he even thought that he had a right to fight back and clear his name, what a dumbass. Sorry, what a dumbass. And Schwartz, I'm looking at you, Schwartz. Tom Schwartz, who is the secret worst of them all. Sandoval is the open out worst of them. Schwartz is like the more dangerous one. Because he's like the <laughs> kill, <laughs> kill. He's horrible, you guys. Schwartz is the worst. He's known about this since August. This mother effer did not say a goddamn word. He had Ariana in his wedding. Okay, he made Katie lose her freaking mind in this season, and he knew the entire time he was hooking up with this Joe girl and taking Raquel snowboarding with Tom, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Even though Raquel doesn't snowboard, he was covering. He's maybe worse than Tom Sandoval. I actually wonder if he is worse than Sandoval. He's the worst. If I was Lisa Vanderpump, I would cut ties so fast from both of them. I would pay them out three times. Call it Tom Tom if you want. Keep the name. It doesn't matter. Get those two out of your restaurant. They are shady. They are not to be uh, believed. They are not to be aligned with. Those two need to go on a goddamn island. Love Island. They should be the villains on Love Island. Lisa Vanderpump is not making smart moves here. She stays with them. You know who's the hero of the season? You know who, you know who is the unsung hero of the season? The unsung, you guys all think it's James that I'm about to say, right? I want to tell you who I think was right the entire season and we just didn't see it. Are you ready? No, it's not. Well, Katie, sure. James, sure. Ready? Greg. Greg. The guy that worked with Tom and Tom and hated them every second of the way. It was Greg. Greg knew in his heart that these MFers are lost causes. Greg is the general manager or the owner of the restaurant, the investor. Greg was the one. They hated Greg and Greg hated them because Greg knew. Greg probably has a moral compass. In fact, where's Greg? Greg 
this is a call out. Greg, can you be a guest on Daily Dose of Donna? Literally justice for Greg. Someone protect Greg at, for, at all costs because Greg is the next one going down. Greg, you better be on Team Ariana. I want to see Team Ariana signs on your front lawn, okay? Satchel. Oh my God, the best answer was Satchel. Greg was a goddamn national treasure. <laughs> oh my goodness, you guys. So next week, we'll see, I guess, a little bit more. And then the following week is going to be more. I'm sure they'll throw in a couple one-on-ones. I can't look at Raquel. I'm just going to be honest. I can't look at her. She did something to me in yesterday's episode that was so incredible, incredibly um, disgusting to watch her react to the show. Not one little tear, not one little like, oh my God, not one little like, if I was watching this about me, I would literally watch like this. I would be crying hysterically. I would have someone with me. I would be like, I can't just sit there in a room alone and watch alone. But she doesn't have anyone. See, that's that's the craziest thing. She doesn't have anyone. Um, let's see. Katie had some moments, but I didn't think last night was like Katie's shining moment. I'm sure we'll see a little bit more in the next episodes. Um, Sheena, Shishu was just being Shishu. I don't know. Was there anything else? Oh, let's talk about the bullying thing. I, You know how Lala was like, you aren't um, – like, let's get over this bullying thing. We've all signed up for this show. Bullying is a, a word that is thrown around real easy. It's like the word trigger and the word um, narcissist and the word gaslight. But I actually do think that bullying has been a part of Vanderpump Rules from season one. <laughs> Sheena, if you go back to season one and two and maybe even three of Vanderpump Rules, like Sheena got it bad from those people. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. So I don't know. I don't know if whatever. But Raquel, if you're on team Raquel, then you're not on a normal team. I'll tell you that. Lala and James are the winner. Lisa and Tom, Lisa and the Toms were the worst. Absolutely. So, okay. I absolutely, if we're going to do, let's do a ranking. You guys, let's do a ranking of the Vanderpump reunion from top to bottom, from best um, performance, like best um, reaction. Basically, we walked away liking them the most to the worst. Okay. Top to me was... Lala. I think the entire side, right? Lala, James, Ariana, Katie, Sheena, right? Lala, James, Ariana, Katie, Sheena, Sheena. That was like the top. And then under, let's talk about the Toms and the Lisas. Who would you say was the worst, the worst performance of the night? Like the worst made you feel bad. I think Tom Sandoval looked the best out of all three of them in last night's. I think Lisa and Tom Schwartz were kind of vying for the worst. And then Raquel. I mean, Raquel's not even on the board. Raquel's under the page. Raquel's on page 17. I mean, seriously. I would choose Lisa Rinna over Raquel. I would choose so many people that I dislike on these shows over Raquel. I think I would choose Bethany over Raquel. Oh, my God. It's so good, you guys. She's an enabler, Lisa. All right, you guys, I'm going to wrap up the show. Um, Thank you so much for listening. As always, subscribing, liking, and make sure to follow along on Instagram and TikTok at This Is Donna Bowling. Of course, join the Facebook group. 
The Facebook group is Daily Dose of Donna. We've got 220 members in there. We're growing every single day. So fun to be over there. Thank you so much for um, being part of the Daily Dose party. And I will see you guys tomorrow. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.